Hello, and welcome to Movie Maker. I'm Eric Stoyer. Today on the show, we've got Trina Wyatt. In the early 2000s, Trina Wyatt worked with Robert De Niro, you may have heard of him, and Jane Rosenthal at Tribeca Enterprises. And in that role, she launched the Tribeca Film Festival and was its founding director. Over the years, she's worked as an executive at several movie studios and... More recently, she founded a media business called Conscious Good, which produces and distributes entertainment that fuels personal growth and is aimed at raising people's consciousness. So we spoke about a new endeavor coming out of Conscious Good called See Good TV, and it's a streaming platform that's dedicated strictly to this kind of conscious entertainment. In this interview, she explained to me what qualifies as conscious entertainment, and and she describes the opportunities for a platform like See Good TV for both filmmakers and audiences. So hope you enjoyed the conversation. I enjoyed talking to her. You can always hit me up, eric at moviemaker.com. Send over your ideas for the show. And uh, here's Trina Wyatt. So tell me about this new endeavor. What is See Good TV? So See Good TV is Conscious Good TV. Um, It is a community-driven media platform where entertainment fuels personal growth and collective transformation. So it is basically your OTT streaming platform where we have curated and produced some original content with the goal of everything that you experience and engage with is, um, is curated to uplift and inspire and make your life better. So that's See Good TV. And it is the the primary operation of Conscious Good right now. Um, So we just launched out of beta in the past few weeks. So uh, we're a subscription and special event uh, screening platform. The other aspects of Conscious Good are we have the largest, if not one of the largest, uh, community, private community platforms for storytellers committed to raising consciousness through their storytelling and and their art. Um, So this is private. There's no ads. Uh, Right now it's it's free and it'll continue to be supported by our nonprofit entity, which is Conscious Goodness. So that's our 501c3. So together, um, you know, these initiatives make up the conscious good ecosystem. And when you talk about conscious or uplifting entertainment, is that is that mostly movies or is there other sorts of content that people would be able to access through the through the platform? Uh, yes. Yeah, so there's there's movies, there's narrative uh, feature and short films, there's uh, docu series, documentary films podcasts and music videos. And where, where does this, most of this uh, content originate? Is it, is it uh, curated by you in the sense that you're finding stuff that exists out there in the world already and then, and then making deals to bring it into the platform? Or is, it, is some of it also being originally created uh, in, in partnership with Conscious Good? So um, most is being curated and licensed. Um, we have done a few small original productions, uh, but you know, similar to how Netflix got started, uh, we're putting most of our uh, resources, time and energy behind the, the platform, the technology, the curation, the brand, the marketing, uh, and hopefully over time we'll be 
underwriting and funding uh, more original content, uh, features, docs, series, and so forth. Did this idea come as a response to something in particular that you were seeing in the culture and entertainment? Or, or uh, you know, I, I guess, could you speak to, to sort of what was the genesis for this idea? I could say I could go back all the way to grade school when I saw a movie and I was just inspired by how it changed the way I felt and how I saw the world. That's what made me fall in love with visual storytelling. And then um, several years ago, while I was living in New York, working at Tribeca, um, Jane and, and De Niro, I met with them and they said, how do we build our brand? And I said, well, we should really do a film festival. This was in March of 2001. And they went off to make movies and I started planning the film festival and it kind of stalled. Uh, the events of September 11th obviously were just so distressing. And we agreed that it was needed more than ever for us to have this festival in lower Manhattan to help heal that community, uh, the staff, the tenants, the filmmakers. And so we launched the festival and that's when I really saw the power of visual storytelling to bring community together and help heal community. And it, it, it stuck with me obviously because Tribeca has now gone on to do um, many great and wonderful things. And at the same time, you know, for the last 20 years, I have had a daily practice, a strong yoga, meditation, gratitude, journal, you name it, I've done it. <laughs> and I, I felt like there needed to be a place where everything that I experienced in terms of media reinforced and supported my practice and the, the world I wanted to live in. Um, instead of detracting and, and sort of derailing my, my efforts. And like so many, so much of the mass media does. So that is sort of what led to the creation of Conscious Good. One of the things that I think people have really come to notice about, about big platforms of all kinds, whether they're social media or their content platforms, is that they take this approach where it's sort of just everything and then they let people uh, kind of create their own experience inside and then you know, algorithms kick in and you might get served recommended ideas or content or information based on what you've liked in the past. But I think that there's um, you know, a lot of room for a model like this um, because I think that people actually really want in many cases to be, you have their hand held a little bit, you know, like some editorial input around what it is that they're seeing, not just everything all the time, but, but, you know, a collection of things that might be more in line with their, uh, their tastes. Um, do you, have, have you seen that in other realms that are not necessarily analogous to what you're doing, conscious good, but, but more the sort of editorial approach to, to uh, content platforms. I think sort of a great analogy uh, is there's a lot of faith-based streaming platforms. I think there's like four or five, there's a lot of anime streaming platforms. There's um, you know, I think that model is successful for, you know, reaching a certain passionate audience who they, they do, they do want the curation. They want to know that their values align with the values of that streaming platform. Um, and so that's really, that's really what we're striving for, for conscious good is to be a place for the spiritual, but not religious um, 
And, you know, it was great. Uh, a friend of mine said the other day, she described See Good TV as Disney Plus for adults. And I really liked that because Disney Plus is a great, you know, uh, curated, well curated um, platform. What are the, the, the criteria that, that you're applying when you think of what, what qualifies as, as, as conscious entertainment? Uh, such a great question. Um, in fact, we're, as I mentioned, we have a community, largest community of visual storytellers interested in creating, committed to creating conscious media. And we're forming a task force to, um, as a community, create that uh, sort of criteria or the, the equivalent of a Bechdel-Wallace test, right? And so um, one of the things is that it's, transformational um, at its core uh, so that you're experiencing somebody's journey um, where they change or you learn information that um, inspires a change within you. So I say that conscious media is an awareness that what you see, read, and listen to impacts your thoughts and behaviors. And so if you are committed to um, creating positive change, being the change um, that you want to see in the world, the media, the conscious media is going to help you with that. It's going to support that endeavor. Um, so there's, there's not gratuitous uh, violence and gore for the sake of, you know, violence and gore or, you know, gratuitous sex or, you know, reinforcement of any negative stereotypes. Um, there is, however, uh, in my view, conscious media does have um, some exploration of the shadow side or the emotions. A filmmaker that I interviewed, I loved what he said, that in order to change people's minds, we have to impact their hearts. So, uh, you know, just like The Lion King, I always say that's a great example because children watch The Lion King and they see you know, his father being killed in front of him. It's very traumatic and, and sad. Uh, but it's it, by the end of the film, he's grown and, and learned so much. And, um, you know, you feel feel hopeful by the end of that film. So it's not that we avoid the, the grief, the sadness and the shadow. It's that we we learn to be uh, to accept it, um, to accept the discomfort and grow as a result. So in my view, all conscious media ends with hope. It may present problems and difficulties and challenges, but it's not something that leaves you at the end feeling hopeless and apathetic. Are there, are there uh, well-known touchstones of, of conscious entertainment that you think people would know? Like if, you're, if you were talking to a new person about, about what they could expect on this platform. Like, what are, what are the kinds of things that people might be familiar with already that they may have seen that would that would uh, that would qualify as conscious entertainment? Absolutely, uh, I would say there's the the dream content, sort of what we aspire, we can't yet afford um, that people are very familiar with. So Christopher Nolan, obviously Inception, um, the film Arrival. You know, I Am is uh, one of the documentaries that I think has been really instrumental in the conscious media movement. Um, just this last year, you know, there was Fantastic Fungi. Um, there was The Secret Dare to Dream. 
Um, so those are sort of the better known films. In terms of TV series, uh, like the OA, I'm a big fan of Britt Marling. I think she's an incredible conscious media uh, creator, as is Ava DuVernay. Um, so th that would be sort of the, the higher budget, more A-list Hollywood <laughs> players. But there are so many beautiful and powerful films that are coming out weekly that I would say are not getting the attention that they deserve um, from a larger audience. So we really want to be able to shine a spotlight on those films and really amplify uh, their reach. How, how have you been dealing with, with um, political content or, or, or documentaries that might have a, a political angle? Because now everything seems like, you know, everything's fair game in terms of being politicized. Yeah, it's, it's true. It's, it's, we just can't get away from it. Um, well, this, we're, we're really non-denominational. We're a non-denominational platform. Um, we do not choose a certain political belief system or dogma um, or party over another. Uh, what we do support is freedom of speech, but responsible freedom of speech. We support a, a conscious dialogue and the um, celebration of diversity that if everyone thought and believed and acted as I did, it would be a pretty boring place. Um, you know, again, we all need to be responsible and aware of our, the impact that our words and actions have on others. Uh, but there, there isn't a hierarchy of, you know, this, is, this person is better, or this belief system is better than that. We support programming that supports an honest and conscious dialogue between people, institutions, groups that have differing viewpoints. You talk about community a bit. Is there... Is, is that part of the, the idea here is that there's, it's, it's, there's an engaged community that, that is able to speak to each other or gets involved in decisions about what's on the platform? Could you, could you talk a little bit about how community plays a part in the project? Uh, yes. And in, in community at every level, it is really a collective of artistic voices that share similar values and messages. So I so there in its sense is it's community driven. Um, we have the creators network where community members can support one another. The idea there is, uh, you know, I've produced content and when you are working on set and, you know, even in pre-production with like-minded people of shared values, it's, it's just such a joy, you know, um, I, I know so many people in the business have been in the opposite side of a, of a set or a production office. And so, but finding those people is challenging. So um, that's what our creators network really does is, you know, if, if you are trying to hire a DP in Los Angeles that, um, you know, has a yoga practice, well, you're going to find that person on our site. Um, but the other, the other thing is just the curation of it. So I love the dialogue that we have in that community among filmmakers saying, hey, I saw this on Netflix and I loved it. Or, hey, guys, don't miss this. Or there's a class that, you know, learn how to uh, 
you know, make VR content. So that's all of that is what what is leading up to this community driven platform. Um, and I will say one other thing: we do have live events where we have a panel or a filmmaker conversation, and the community, the viewers, can tune in live and ask questions of the filmmakers or the experts or the panelists or people who were in the film. So that's another way in which there's direct interaction um, between the creators and the viewers. And that's super cool. Uh, and then you've also got these relationships with some uh, a handful of nonprofits. And, and, and that seems to be a big part of the, of the, of the endeavor also is to, to work with these, these, uh, these, these other parties. Um, can you talk about that part of the, of the, what Sea Good is? So the role of the, the nonprofits or, or why they're so closely integrated to what we're doing is uh, over the years I found in supporting independent filmmakers, I've met countless hundreds of filmmakers who have mortgaged their home and spent five years of their life and they're absolutely passionate about an issue. Often the same issue that the filmmaker is passionate about, there's a handful of nonprofits that are also working to create change um, for that issue. And so whether where they, they whether they work in conjunction or not, um, the film is a wonderful representation of the work that some of these nonprofits are doing. So the idea that I came up with when, you know, our goal is to make this content as accessible to the greatest number of people possible and to encourage more creation of quality uh, conscious media. And so to do that, we thought, well, we need to support the filmmaker and let them know that we believe in them and you know we honor the work that they've done. And if we can bring in a nonprofit that's related, we can charge a subscription and support the filmmaker and support this nonprofit and build our community in that way. And, and here's how we, we really sort of galvanize the people of shared values to uh, move conscious media forward. So out of all the things in the world that you could be doing as someone with, with lots of opportunities and ideas, why is it this? Why are, you, why are you spending your time on this? So I feel very fortunate um, there was definitely time in my life where I questioned, am I on the right track? Like why film or, you know, why business or, you know, everyone has questions throughout their life. And it wasn't until I realized that this is what was going to be the most fulfilling and, and ultimately uh, the best path for me that I went all in. And I don't think I would have had the courage to go all in had I not worked with entrepreneurs and helping to support their vision and build their businesses. Uh, and I had all along that the career path just had patience and hopes that, you know, one day it's going to become really clear to me how I move these passions and interests and, and leverage my experience into one you know, strong output, let's say. So I, I feel very fortunate that I, I, I found it. <laughs> well, that's a good feeling to have found it. That's amazing. <laughs> it is. We should all be so lucky. <laughs> 
Well, and this is where I go back to um, my daily practice. I, I just had a call with somebody and I said, you know, if I didn't have my practice, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have found it and I wouldn't have had the, the, the faith and the patience and the perseverance to, to stick with it. So I'm very grateful. No, it's so inspiring to, you know, to, to just to, to meet people who have that much faith in what they're working on and have thought out this idea into making it a real thing that's happened and out there in the world. It's awesome. Thank you. Trina White, it was really good to meet you and to hear more about this project. I think it's such a, a cool idea and I wish you great success with it. Thank you so much, Eric. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Movie Maker. We appreciate that. Check us out at moviemaker.com where we post stories about movies and movie making and movie makers. Subscribe to Movie Maker's print magazine, which is an excellent resource if you're someone interested in the art and craft of making movies. It's the best. Follow us on social media at moviemakermag and subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Say a nice thing or two about us while you're there. We'll be back soon with another episode of Movie Maker and we hope you'll be there to join us. 